Well, hello out there. Welcome again to another edition of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my wonderful wife, Michelle. Hello, everybody. It's so good to have you with us. If this is your first time finding us, let just know in the future you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can also uh, subscribe to us, not only find us, but subscribe to us on iTunes and on Google Play Music. And please, please, if you're on those sites, there, there are a couple places where you, it can be a little difficult to find. But if you scroll down, you can usually find a place you can just give us a quick review. Believe me, it helps us so much for all those people that love Disney like you love Disney. Maybe to help them find our podcast. You know, if they, they come and stumble across it, they see it, they're like, I don't know. Should I bother to take the time to listen to this one? A good review or, you know, anything would really help. And we also uh, appreciate uh, any sort of input. Uh, put you'd want to give us. That's right. We really like to get some feedback. We've been getting some information this week that uh, of feedback the people that have asked us some questions or offered some ideas for future episodes, which we're super excited about. Yes, yes, we absolutely love hearing from you. And please, please, by the way, uh, we are doing this thing. We've talked about it in past episodes. When I want to bring it up again uh, for. Those people that have joined us from the beginning, we really want to know who you are because we're going to start this club. It's going to be the OG Hyperion Adventurers. Those people that helped us get this podcast up and going were listening to us from the beginning. We're going to cut it off on August 31st. So please email us, connect with us on Twitter, whatever the case may be. We want to know who you are and where you're uh, where you're at. We've got some interesting places. I've been looking up uh, where people have been listening to us. Brazil. We had our first Brazilian listeners uh, this week uh, from the United Kingdom. We've had listeners, Canada, France, uh, in the U.S., Virginia. Who are you out there in Virginia and Alexandria? Uh, There's a couple other places in Virginia that have been listening to us as well. In Mississippi, in Michigan, here in California, several places. Of course, San Diego, where we're based, but lots of other places. Mountain View, California. Uh, I want to know who you are. We want to really get in touch with you. We want to know who you are so we can have you as part of our big uh, Hyperion Adventurers family here. So please contact us. And you can do that by finding us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, email Hyperion Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com and on the web Hyperion Adventures Podcast.com. And that's where listener Patty actually connected with us and asked us a question that is funny because this is something I plan to touch on in our initial episode, our very first episode of the podcast, but just kind of got caught up in our stories and what we were talking about that day and just never really got around to it. But she was curious as to why our name of the podcast is the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And that's a very interesting story. I was going to say, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that we had a listener who actually took the time to give us that. <laughs> That's right. Ask us that. Because I had forgotten completely to bring it up. I had planned to bring it up, like I said, in the very first episode, and I completely forgot about it. Uh, when we were running over names, what to call this podcast, uh, we went through a lot of things decisions making and we decided like look you know we wanted to kind of do something offshoot Disney related because this is mostly a Disney based podcast but kind of not the obvious choice and what we found and we decided to do was go after what was the original Walt Disney Studios which were of course uh, if you do not know they were located on Hyperion Avenue from 1926 to 1940 it's where Mickey Mouse was born it's where Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was produced. So it really was the start, the springboard for Walt to start this giant, what is now a giant company and that we all know and we all love. And really, this is kind of how we wanted to do it. It's our Hyperion adventure, and we wanted to share it with you. So that's why we decided to kind of name it that way. Right. And as we heard from Walt, we all must remember that it started with a mouse. Absolutely. Right there on Hyperion Avenue at the Hyperion Studios, actually the original Walt Disney Studios. 1940, they, they just didn't have enough room. They had grown so much after the success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, they needed more space. That's when they moved to Burbank to what is now currently the Walt Disney Studio. So thank you, Patty, for that question. And speaking of the studios, that's going to lead us to our main topic of the day, which is the official Disney fan club of, (laughs) which is the official Disney fan club D23. And we want to talk to you about why there's such a great organization, why, if you're not already, you might want to become a member because there's some pretty cool stuff that comes with being a member of D23. 
Yes, and they also have various tiers or types of membership. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. You get to really take a look at the different options that you have when considering if you want to be a member. That's right. That's right. So the three different tiers are, if you want to just kind of get the feel of the water, just kind of, you know, put your toe in and just see what it's all about and not, you know, don't want to pay anything. There is a free membership. It's the general membership. Uh, with that, you get the ability to attend select D23 events. Not a lot of them, but there are a few of them that you can get to go with if you sign up and are a member that way. You get a D23 fanfare newsletter, special offers and discounts, a few of those, and access to some exclusive merchandise. So nice way to kind of, you know, just kind of see if it's for you. Uh, but let, what we really want to talk about is where the real perks come in. And that is, yes, it costs money, but it's not a lot of money. It's not bad. Uh, the gold membership and the gold family members where the real good stuff comes in. Uh, I think you'd agree with that. Oh, definitely. Um, they have so many, in addition to having some perks of places that you can go or think activities you can do, which we'll talk about, they also have some savings. So I'm, we're not trying to imply that you're necessarily going to get a return on your investment, although you might yeah. you know, have some perks from it. Yeah, I mean, there's really some cool stuff that is really uh, sometimes the only way to do some of this stuff that, that you get involved with here. And it's not that much money, really, relatively speaking. A gold membership it, it goes for you and one guest generally for uh, pretty much many of the events that they have going on. That only costs $79.99. Not that bad. The gold family member, which will be for you and three guests. So if you're like a family of four, perfect for you. Uh, that costs $107.99. And so really, it's it's not unheard of. It's not crazy prices. It's not. It's many times that's less than what you're paying for just to, for one person to go into the parks. Right. And what's really nice is that add-on person doesn't have to be the same for the whole year. Right. So when you're, uh, for example, a gold member, the gold member is has to be there, but they can bring any guests. It doesn't have to be the same person. That's right. You can bring friends if you want. You can bring other family members right. if it's something that's like maybe you want to do as more of an adult thing. You don't want to bring the children along. Whatever. You can kind of work it out however you want to work it out. Uh, one of the cool things you get as soon as you sign up for it, or if you renew, by the way, this, this is for one year. You, if you want to continue on the membership, you have to sign up for it again the next year. Uh, the 2018 gold member gift. We got, when we signed up a couple years ago, we got a member gift that was based on the nine old men, which was really cool. A lot of mementos from the classic Disney uh, uh, artists, you know, right. that, that really kind of got this company on its feet. And we got some really cool stuff. Right. They, You know, it's just a, um, a blend. There's 23 items in the, uh, in the box. And it, it may be like replicas of postcards or pictures or um, receipts from some very historic events, mm -hmm. uh, some little pins. So it's a lot of neat little things in that. Yeah. And this bag. year's, this year's even cooler because it's based on Mickey Mouse. That's right. Uh, the one and only Mickey Mouse and his, for his 90th birthday celebration this year, uh, they put together this member gift box. It contains 23 mementos, as you just said, Michelle, uh, reproduced with the supervision of the Walt Disney Archives. So, it, you know, it's obviously these aren't the original pieces, but they are reproduced to look like some of these original pieces. And they really are kind of cool looking. We haven't gotten ours yet. I'm really looking forward to when we renew right. so we can get our new member gift. Uh, it's stuff that goes from Steamboat Willie, the very beginning of Mickey, all the way to current stuff that's from Shanghai Disneyland. Really cool stuff, and I, I, I'm really excited to see it once we finally get it. Oh, I know. I can't wait either. It's just a, a real cherished uh, experience to get that right. in the mail and take a look. And I mean, the box itself is just is also very cute and nice quality, so it's, it's fun. Right, right, right. So uh, along with that, you also get a membership card and a certificate with your name on it saying you're now a member of the official Disney fan club. The D23 Quarterly Magazine, which is one of the coolest things you get. I mean, who doesn't love Disney mail? Don't you love Disney oh, mail? It's the funnest mail to get. Yeah, four <laughs> times a year you get this great magazine. It's a big magazine, actually, and it's usually got some great artwork on the front and inside the stories. Not only just D23 related, but just Disney in general related. It's really good read. It's fun to check out and like i said you know disney mail four times a year you gotta love it oh yeah it has um nice stories that are 
of current things happening. It has some more history information, so you can, you know, really get dive into some of that mm-hmm. history, great, wonderful history of this company. And it, like you said, it's a really high quality magazine that comes in, and we look forward to it. Yeah, and the artwork on some of the covers there. I mean, we got uh, covers that were recently from uh, Coco, uh, and they had covers just this summer of, uh, I believe it was Infinity War, and they had some uh, from Christopher Robin, kind of the summer movies that were coming out. Uh, it's it's almost quality like you want to hang on your wall. It's that good. It's really cool right. artwork. It's really collectible and really interesting. So that's another perk. You also get access, and this is what we're really going to focus on here, um, what is the real perk of being a D23 Gold or uh, Gold family member, and that is the special events that come with it that you get a chance to go see, go attend. It's really fun. And we've attended many we've of them. Attended and, many of them. And really, it's a great way to get together with people that have the same Disney passion and just a great time. I mean, Disney knows how to celebrate and, and have fun times. So. Plus, it's a great way to check things off your Disney bucket list, by <laughs> the way. Right. I mean, there are some cool things we've checked off our bucket list. Some things that I didn't even know was on my, were on my bucket <laughs> list we checked off this last year. Uh, some free events that you get to go to. They have movie screenings a lot of times for whatever Disney movie is coming out. Most recently, they had them for Christopher Robin. They had them for Incredibles 2. They had them for Coco. And they had these things not only in uh, L.A., Burbank, Anaheim. Uh, they also have them in Orlando but they all, and also across the country. New York, Boston, San Francisco, Denver. Lots of places around the, across the country that it, it, and they, they are a limited amount, so you have to get in pretty quickly when they open up and get your tickets. But it's pretty cool. It's a free screening on either the night that it comes out or sometimes days before it actually comes out, these movies. Uh, and a lot of times, sometimes there's a small fee, but usually it's free and it's very fun and your chance to check out these movies sometimes a couple days before anybody else gets to see them. Right. Uh, other things you get to do, there's member mixers. We talked about this just a couple weeks ago, the, the D23 member mixer that was here in San Diego that was based on uh, Comic-Con and the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, they have these member mixers not only here, but in other areas in the country, Orlando, uh, Boston, I believe they had one in uh, Denver not that long ago. But uh, I think there was one in Arizona too. But there's lots of them across Chicago. the country. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, places where you can get together with other D23 members and uh, some of the staff, which we will always enjoy talking with them because right. they're so fun. Exactly. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're very easy to talk to. And it's nice that they do take that time to go one-on-one with every guest that attends these events. And, um, you know, plus, like you said, it's a great way to, you know, really get to be in a mixer with other people who have the same interest as you. Mm-hmm. And they do a wonderful job at making it a fun event. Yeah, and they usually do these things where they'll have, like we, we did for the Nightmare Before Christmas, they have some uh, photos with Disney characters there. Uh, a lot of times you walk out with a gift bag with some sort of cool little trinkets right. and everything. Uh, really cool stuff. And a lot of times, like sometimes there's a fee, but a lot of times those are free. Absolutely free to go to if you're as long as you're a, a gold member or a gold family member. Um, events that they have with a fee, uh, movie screenings on the Disney lot in Burbank, you know, right there right. where they've screened the movies for years and years and years. You get to walk on the lot, watch movies. We are going here on September 15th to go see Mary Poppins, the original Mary Poppins on the lot in Burbank. Yeah, we're, we're very much looking forward to yeah. that. I mean, it is the original movie. It was The movie was actually filmed on that lot. So there's a lot of that uh, history right there. Plus, being on in the Disney Studios uh, is just an amazing experience. Absolutely, absolutely. So they're also going to be airing another screening. It's the week before that. It's going to be on September 8th out at Orlando at Disney Springs, at the AMC Disney Springs. And when I checked today, today's date... By the way, I meant to tag this at the beginning because someone actually asked us to tag this show. We are recording this on August 12th, 2018, a Sunday. Uh, as of today, last I checked, there were still some tickets available for the screening of Mary Poppins that's going to be at Disney Springs in Orlando on uh, September 8th. It's a Saturday. Uh, and that also includes a talk with Doug Griffith, who is a Walt Disney Imagineer. Uh, it's going to be the talk about the fundamentals of audio animatronics animation. And that's... You know, hey, for 25 bucks, go check out this classic movie and get a cool talk uh, at the same time. Uh, you might want to take advantage of that. So if you are a gold member or a gold family member, you want to jump, might want to jump on and do that. If you're not one yet, you could join and 
maybe get in there and get those tickets and go check that out. But yeah, you won't you won't regret doing it. And you know, again, you know, the, for the price of that membership, you know, there are ways to you know have some savings and things. But we're not saying this is a way to get you to think you're going to get a return on your investment. But again. it's definitely a way just to have uh, a lot of fun. You know, at a, yeah. at a Disney sponsored event. We all love Disney stuff, and it's just one more way to have fun based on Disney. Other movie screenings they've had this year, they've had the original animated Peter Pan, uh, both on the lot in Orlando, and they had uh, Robin Hood, the original animated Robin Hood, uh, both on the lot and in Orlando. And again, with those, those movies, they usually come with some sort of talk about something really either related to the movie or, or something along those lines that kind of goes with it. So really cool stuff. A lot of fun uh, to go check those out. Uh, they also have some, had this just this year, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to have some coming up, and they've had some in the past. Uh, behind the scenes experiences at Toy Story Land this year and Pixar Pier. Oh, yeah, and both right. of those were with an Imagineer. You right. got to walk the park, and they would describe it. This was early in the morning before the park opened. You get to walk the areas, you got to ride the rides, and an Imagineer would walk through and, and explain how they, you know, come about creating these lands really cool they really make it a vip type of event when you do something like that that you're getting something that no one else is having that opportunity to to really participate with absolutely so really cool stuff other things they have lunch with disney legends uh they had those several times throughout the year they've had uh like bob gurr was this year longtime disney imagineer bernie mattinson uh who was a disney animation studios he was their longest tenured employee, 65 years no, working for the impressive. Disney Animation Studios. Uh, and they have a few more coming up here. Uh, just yesterday, uh, and we were recording this on August 12th, Sunday, just yesterday, Saturday on August 11th, they had a, a thing on the lot where they got together and celebrated the classic Saturday morning Disney Channel cartoons like uh, Recess, Kim Possible, a Teacher's Pet. Nice. Uh, they got together, got to go on a lot, and they had some talks with some people. So another fun event like that. Uh, they have some holiday events on both coasts, uh, including we attended last year the uh, Light Up the Season, which was on the lot, which was a lot of fun. That was amazing. You know, one, obviously, because you're getting that special experience to be on the Disney Studios lot is great in and of itself. And it was really well decorated. And obviously, it was um, fun with characters and different things to do. But it was also a way that they were um, giving back to the community. So it was a way to work with the uh Toys for Tots, mm -hmm. which uh, the Disney company has long been introduced. In fact, Disney was actually commissioned to do one of the original posters for Toys for Tots. Yeah. And so they have that long-standing history, and so it was the most fun. It was so event. fun. It was. It, it was, was fun, so fun getting dressed up and, you know, being very into the holiday spirit. Speaking so. of holiday, you may hear him in the background. That's uh, our son, Scott, who's, he comes to this and we have fun and when we're recording this podcast, he sits here and he listens. Right now he's listening to Christmas music. He likes Christmas all year round. Year round for him. And, uh, you know, he's got Down syndrome, so he has uh, some issues uh, uh, vocally, but you can hear him singing in the background sometimes on a podcast. So you're wondering what that noise is in the background. That's just him having a good old time and then just enjoying sitting here at the taping the podcast with yes, him. So. This is a real family event. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But that was so much fun uh, out there at the Light at the Season event. And uh, they made it snow right there in the middle of Burbank. Oh, that's right. I you know, about that. Uh, lit up the big tree. Just so fun. And there's some shopping things that go along with it. Like you said, characters. There's special food out there. Um, just a lot of fun. And uh, it, it was, it's really cool. I'll get the heartstrings. Yes, sure. absolutely. But what really knocked it off the bucket list for us, and part of the reason why we convinced ourselves we got to go through this thing and join the the gold member is the tour of the Walt Disney Studios live was something I've always wanted to do actually go to the Walt Disney Studios lot and take a tour of it they they have these two or three times a year where they'll go down there and you go in small groups about uh, what was it about 15 people right. or something like that uh, and they have a guide with you and breaks down the tour of the lot and Right, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, I've heard people talk about, you know, it's just really such a special place. I'm like, uh-huh. But actually, uh, you know, I went in not really believing that, and I came out a true believer. It's It has such an atmosphere 
of being so special. I, I really don't even know how to describe it, but um, you do get to, one of the things that they shared with us is how it was kind of designed like as a college campus. Right. So you do you very get much that get that feel, feel out there. Yes. <laughs> They even have a cafeteria right in the middle of the uh, area. Kind of, a, it's right in the middle of the grounds there, where people can kind of just go and meet and get their food. And right, and you can everything. get food there. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, really cool place. I mean, you know, you've seen it, like you know, on uh, Saving Mr. Banks or whatever. They, you know, they walk down this, and it really is that feel. It looks, it's, it, that's what it is. You walk down there. We got to check out the original animation building. They've moved it now. There's a brand new anim. Well, not brand new, but. Uh, the different animation building that they built uh, good, what, 20, 30 years ago now. Right, it's, it's been yeah. up for a while. It's hard to believe. Uh, but you get to go through the in out. You get to see the hallway where the uh, the old nine men used to do all their uh, sketch work, uh, all their work on all these animated classics. Uh, it's just so cool. And then the thing that really, like I said, that was knocking it off my Disney bucket list. But the thing that I didn't even know that I needed to do that we knocked <laughs> off the Disney bucket list when we got there, we got to tour Walt Disney's actual office. Oh, my goodness. I know. There, there's no words for Chills. It. Yes. Chills walking through it. They, I, it's, they had to kind of recreate it because they, they, when uh, Walt, unfortunately, passed away, uh, some other people were in there and they some moved the office around. So they took some of the pieces away, but they've recreated it with almost entirely the original pieces, in, almost entirely in the original way it was when Walt was in there. When he was in his office, and it's really cool to take in. Uh, it, it, it was one of the best Disney moments uh, I've ever had. It, you know, you really got you know to see a lot of things that were um, that were inspiring Walt for a lot of the things that he ended up using in parks or movies and a lot of you know um, souvenirs from some of those things. Uh, but also, too, I think that was amazing was to see the. Uh, the piano there that the oh, yeah. Sherman brothers would come in and play when they were with Walt mm -hmm. and um, so that was really cool and he actually had like a kind of like a mini apartment up yeah. there that the kids uh, you know his wife and kids could hang out there too and it, it was so cool to see how he was like very modernized uh, right. <laughs> at, at was, that time. It's interesting and you'll hear this if you if you do get a chance to do this tour and, and I do suggest you if you do become a gold member or a gold family member I do suggest you look into uh, doing this at some point make even if you're not located on the west coast you make the effort to go out and do it because it's it is amazing, but the way that the office breaks up into, it's like four different rooms, uh, you know, one for show, one for work, one for kind of uh, relaxing with the kids, uh, you know, and one for is kind of like the pre-office where his receptionist would be and everything. It's It was really fascinating. Yeah, it's, it was it was fascinating and so, so many great, wonderful stories. And they really took the time to, you know, make sure everybody had an opportunity to have time in there to take pictures mm -hmm. and to just take it all in so right it was it was didn't feel rushed no it was amazing and uh, i really recommend oh and you get a we got a, a pin that's a special pin oh that God, yeah. it has the what it has is the actual office it's just a pin that has just the office number on there because they all the different offices have different numbers it's h3, h3 right that's h3 right. that's his office number so if you ever see somebody just wearing a little pin on with their disney stuff or they have it with it, it says h3 that means they have visited walt disney's office at some point yes so. and we also got another pin right a much larger pin <laughs> <laughs> that was that actually looked like a visitor pass that's right uh and so it's it's actually a pretty large pin. It's it's pretty heavy, but it's a wonderful collectible pin for sure. So those are all the events you can attend, but there's also other perks of being a gold member or a gold family member as well. And that is there are some, not like being an annual pass holder, there are discounts in some of the parks and some of the areas around the Disney areas that you can, you can take advantage of if you're a member. Right. Some are, so the, these first ones that I'm going to share with you are for even if you're in the free membership, you know, not the gold, so anybody can get it, is they do have some discounts with some um, companies. One is the Acme Archives and the other one is Fan, let me see if I can say it right, Fantagraphics. Um, so that you get 20% Better than off. I could say <laughs> You get 20% off those, you know, if you're into art, you know, um, or 
comic books and things like that. Uh, these vendors have some of that. And also Disney, uh, you may know, has various magazines that they produce uh, throughout the year. They have the Disney Princess Magazine, Disney Junior Magazine, Marvel Spider-Man Playtime Magazine, <laughs> and Marvel Heroes Magazines. And for all of those... It's funny. You get a 48% off. 48%. 48% for those number. magazines, you know. Uh, and you also can, uh, again, as a free member, can save 10% on Super Shuttle. Wow. Who'd, who'd know? Nice. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned before with the other perks, when you get into the gold or the gold family, there are some additional ones. Um, so... First off, you get 15% off at the Disney store if you spend $75 or more. Um, and that's in-store or online. And then there's various restaurants that you can get 15, excuse me, 10 to 15% off. So like in the downtown Disney in California, in that area, uh, Tortilla Joe's, Catal, uh, Nepali Restaurante, and Ralph Brennan's, you get those discounts. And, and there are some others, too. Uh, in Disney Springs, things like Paddlefish, uh, the Wine Bar George, and Planet Hollywood. Uh, then you can also get some savings on hotels. So 15 to 20% discounts on some hotels, like the Anaheim Hotel, Holiday Johnson. Holiday Johnson. Wow. Holiday Johnson. Holiday Johnson. What a great name for. Ho- <laughs> you just they've merged. Uh, bleh, bleh. Apparently, Holiday Inn and Howard Johnson have merged recently. I'm still on the studios for Christmas. <laughs> I know. Uh, the Howard Johnson. Why wouldn't it be? That's Anaheim. actually a good place to have your mind. I know. You know? I know. Uh, and the hill. And then on the East Coast, Hilton, Orlando, Lake Buena Vista, and the Buena Vista Palace, and both of those also include free parking. Wow! Along with the discount, and then uh, some other stores too uh, in Disney Springs and downtown Disney in California, like Ger- Garibaldi. 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 Yeah. Um, and Live Trends, Fit to Run, and Under Armour are some examples. And then for the Disney Hometown Museum. That's 50% off. Wow. So that's a a great deal. Yeah, those are just some of the, uh, you know, the types of ways you can save money with the membership. Um, You you know, obviously, if you go online, you would get more details of everything. Just wanted to kind of give you, you know, a little bit of a a flavor of what you could get some discounts with. That's very cool. I mean, and that's just another perk on, on top of this. Look, it's completely up to you. Again, you know, we all spend enough money on Disney as it is, but... It's not that much money, as we discussed to begin with. And some of these perks that you get, just, just for me, it was worth it. And now there was a fee to go and tour the lot on top of what right. we paid to be gold members. Okay. But just for that alone, it was like well worth it for me. So right. it's up to you and what you personally believe. But I, I know that we felt it's, it's been a great value for us. Sure. And, you know, you may want to, you know, look online, see what things they have coming up in advance, which they do, you know, great job of giving you. Even if they don't always have dates, they can generally tell you what season or month something is going to come up at. And if there's, if you see that in that list, there's a variety of things you want to do. Even if you just do the membership for one year right. and hit up all those things, then you know you'll have had that great, wonderful. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, it's it's, it's you, can, you can do it year by year. If there's things you want to do, if you want, say you're in somewhere else on the co- uh, on a different coast, a uh, different part of the United States. Uh, and you want to come out, or a different country for that matter, uh, you want to come out and you're visiting California and going to see Disneyland. Well, if you can time it out well with when they're doing these uh, Disney Studios lots tours, you know, you can combine them all together. It may be worth it to just, you know, go ahead and jump in that and knock it all out and have a heck of a Disney vacation combined, sure. you know. Uh, it, it's really up to you. And again, I recommend it. I think any Disney fan should be a part of it, but that is completely up in what you feel and what your financial situation is. Sure. And, you know, like I just said, you you know, it may not be something you necessarily feel a need to do every year, especially if you're not in an area that has a variety of, of events that you could choose from. But you may pick that special year that has right. a couple things that you might want to do and say, yeah, I'm going to splurge on that and oh. then go buy a bunch of chocolate at 
Garadelli. Garadelli, yeah. And feel like you made your money back. There you go. <laughs> um, all this stuff that we've been talking about, except for our own personal experiences, of course, uh, you can find on d23.com, including a calendar of the events they have coming up for the rest of this year. Uh, later on this year, they'll list uh, what they're going to have coming up next year. And they're always adding stuff. I mean, you look at the calendar, you're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, but every once in a while, they, they pop in, hey, this is new. We're, oh, we're going to do this too. And that includes some of the movie screenings. They don't usually announce those necessarily until a couple weeks ahead of when the, the movie's coming out. But you can almost depend on it. Like If there's a Disney movie that's coming out in the near future, uh, look a few weeks before it comes out because they'll probably be there on social media too. You can find them easily. Uh, they'll, they'll announce that, hey, we're going to have your screenings in these cities. You know, this is the date the tickets are going to come up for sale. They're not really, a lot of times they're free. They're not really for sale, but you can get your tickets on this date and uh, prepare yourself, mark your calendar and see if you can be involved. So. Yeah, and do it right at the time. But yeah, I mean, when, for example, when we went to see Christopher Robin, uh, we were going in as a media and that's right. We're big media, <laughs> media. Yep, you know. Shh, it's the allure. <laughs> we're so hoity-toity now. <laughs> but anyways, it was the med- It was the media showing, and that's where they opened it up also to D twenty three members. Right. So. It was yeah. It was both a press and a promo screening. Right. So you know, we had a little bit of both. And but believe me, if we weren't. If we didn't get the luck of being part of the media, thanks to this podcast, uh, we would have probably tried to get those tickets to go to that exact same screening right. that we went and checked Definitely. out. So uh, really, go check it out. Look into it. If you have any questions about it, hit us up. You can hit us up on email, Podcast at gmail.com, and on uh, Twitter, Hyperion po- uh, excuse me, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We'll be happy to answer any questions you might have about it. And of course, like I said, all this information is on d23.com. Go check it out out on we go let's move on it's been a we've already a half hour into this podcast let's get to the disney stories of the week always great disney stories this week uh, is no different uh there were some details that came out this week we'll start with some park news on the tron coaster which is coming to magic kingdom park at the Walt Disney World Resort. Yes. Um, Not a lot of details, but uh, some interesting things are going to happen. They're going to be building this now, uh, which we've kind of figured out from some of the drawings earlier on. It's going to have a new area that's next to Space Mountain, if you know where that area is at uh, the the Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, And because of the fact that it's kind of going across where the train tracks is, unfortunately, they're going to have to close the the Walt Disney World uh, Railroad for a little while when they complete that, which they did in, in here at uh, the Disneyland, Disneyland Park right. uh, when they were uh, first starting to build uh, Galaxy's Edge. They had to change the track a little bit, uh, bit build some trestles, makes its first ever left turn now. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they had to close that for a while. But they're doing a similar thing where they're going to park the train up front at the station at the front of Main Street. And so now you can go up there and get pictures taken with it or you can go check it uh, check it out and then there'll be some history about the trains there. So, you know, unfortunately you won't get to ride the train, but there are some cool things you can check out while you're there. Also going to be closing, uh, that by the way, that's going to start in tw- uh, December of 2018 and we'll see how long that uh, takes before they reopen it. Uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway will close a portion of its track uh in uh, 20 for a portion of 2019 uh they'll have to readjust the track there to go from you know put it apart from where they're going to be building this tron coaster so just be aware of that if you're planning your trips coming up in the near future yeah and um you know as you said we went through that a lot with um recently with disneyland and you know it's yeah it's a little something that's gone but there's plenty of other things to do right so it's a it's all for good reason. Uh, the Tron Coaster, or uh, we don't actually have a name for it yet. Uh, I think it's a light cycle in uh, Shanghai Disneyland, something along those lines. But uh, it's expected to be open for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary in 2021. So look for that uh, coming up. As many things are opening up in 2021 to celebrate Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't normally talk about rumors here, park rumors on this show, because you know park rumors, there are a dime a dozen. But I just right. found this so fascinating, and <laughs> the thought of it, I think, is kind of interesting that I wanted to touch on it here. Uh, there's a rumor of a new pavilion, and they've, they've talked about plenty of possible new pavilions uh, opening at Epcot and World Showcase uh, for some time. But for years. <laughs> yes. Well, there's some more interesting news coming out or reports coming out. Uh, according to OrlandoWeekly.com, the new pavilion that they may be adding at World Showcase is, any guesses? I don't. Brazil. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. And that's part of the reason why I'm bringing it up. It totally makes sense because, uh, really, I mean, when you think about World Showcase, you know, they, obviously Europe is, is covered pretty well right. between you know, Great Britain, France, Germany, Italy, Norway. Uh, they cover a um, little bit of sort of the Africa, a little bit. Uh, they do cover Asia with uh, China and uh, uh, Japan. Uh, they cover North America with America, uh, with the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. Canada. Um, really, one of the places they don't touch on is South America at all. Right. So why not find... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of talk of adding Spain in there for a while, but I think they kind of cooled on that, at least from the talks of this. So Brazil might be the one. According to uh, www.magic.com, uh, their forums began reporting that paperwork for Brazil pavil uh, Pavilion was being finalized. Uh, and I'm quoting directly from this article. Uh, Since then, various details regarding the new pavilion were slowly leaked out. Most imply the timeline will be bumped up, of course, <laughs> to 2021 <laughs> to go with the Walt well, Disney World anniversary. Uh, apparently, there were some uh, the D23 Expo last year. By the way, next week, we're going to be talking about the D23 Expo. Um, you don't want to miss that because we'll, we'll tell you why you have to be at that. Um, they did uh, some polls out there to kind of see what kind of restaurants you'd be interested in. And one was tapas, which would make sense for Spain. Right. The other one was a Brazilian steakhouse. Mm, oh, yeah. So apparently what they're thinking about doing, uh, they're, they're, if, they, if this is true, again, it's just a rumor, uh, they would, uh, the Brazil Pavilion, it would include an attraction of some kind and a new restaurant, which would probably be a Brazilian steakhouse. Wouldn't that be good? Love Brazilian steakhouses. Of course, the meat overload from a Brazilian <laughs> steakhouse is crazy, but it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, what they're saying it looks like it would be would be a 1.5-acre plot that's now between Germany and Italy. If you know where that is, that is where the uh, little model train scent uh, is right now. Uh, which would be unfortunate because I love that little <laughs> model train set. And I know Walt loved trains, you know, so that's unfortunate yeah, if that ends up being the spot. <laughs> but uh, that kind of makes sense for a spot, a land area. You know, I'd like to actually see them also. You know, we walk by the Africa it's not really a pavilion, but the Africa area there. And we just kind of joke and we laugh about it every time because you go by there and like, look, there's the traditional African food, hot dog and popcorn or whatever, you know. It's like, it's so funny. I'd like to see them off open. I mean, I guess they have a little bit of it in uh, Animal, Animal Kingdom, Kingdom Park. But, you know, let's let's touch on Africa a little bit more. Uh, besides Morocco over at, uh, you know, at World Showcase, I'd like to see that become a full African pavilion. Right. Personally. And, and you know, obviously when they first, well, maybe not be obviously, but in case you didn't know, when they first opened uh, Epcot, it wasn't, you know, considered complete. There were plans that they would, over time, add countries. So there are areas there that they could expand to. Um, and they also, in France, at the France Pavilion now, they're, they are taking up a little bit more land there for one of their new attractions, right. the Ratatouille ride, um, that's similar to the one in Disneyland Paris. Yeah, I think I originally heard that they were plotted out enough space to have a bit 15 pavilions That's, at some point. I think so. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. Again, it's just a rumor, but I like the idea of a Brazil. I mean, I like the idea of South America being represented. Sure. So, uh, that would be cool. Uh, moving on, uh, some other things coming out in the Disney news-wise. Details are starting to emerge about Disney's upcoming streaming platform. Bob Iger, of course, met with uh, the... Uh, different uh, shareholders this week to kind of talk about. Unfortunately, earnings were a little under what they expected, but that's okay. They've got some things coming up that they really think is going to help buoy Disney. And one of those things is, of course, this streaming platform we've been talking about for a while now. Uh, the details that are coming out now, it looks like Disney knows that it's not going to be, it can't really totally compete with Netflix and with Amazon. They can't put out as much content as those companies because they, they take from so much. Right. Disney has to keep from what they uh, own, what they have the rights to. So they knowing that, they say that they're probably going to price themselves under what Netflix or Amazon costs. Yes. So probably under 10 bucks a month for that. So that's great news because right. I was always like, oh, we're going to have Netflix and Disney streaming because we're going to have to have Disney streaming. <laughs> so how are we going to you know, work all these in? That's good news. If it's going to be under $10 a month, that's fantastic. I, yes. I like that idea. Uh, in addition uh, to supplying the service with a massive amount of content, a library of movies and shows from its properties, Disney will introduce original platform exclusive content. So just like Netflix and Amazon are creating their own shows, yes, 
Disney is going to be creating shows that are just going to go on uh, whatever you want to call it, Disflix, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, well, I'll be interested if I hear what the name is when it comes right. out. Well, it makes sense that they're doing. They, right. they would do that. I mean, they do it now for their. Right. TV stations. Right. And they're just, you know, yeah, so. they're going to just uh, build on that. So there's going to be at least nine movies, is what they say, that will be coming. Uh, that will include live action remakes of Lady and the Tramp, uh, The nice. Sword and the Stone. Uh, with all those movies, they say are going to have budgets ranging from $20 million to $60 million. Wow. Uh, original shows with budgets ranging from $25 million to $35 million that will include spinoffs of Disney's. Uh, well, my notes are out of order here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, franchises like High School Musical, Monsters, Inc., and The Muppets. Yay! Yay I hope there's new Muppet stuff. I really want to see new Muppets. Muppet stuff. <laughs> and, of course, original shows from uh, Marvel and the Star Wars universe. Uh, we already know that they're bringing back Clone Wars. We discussed that a couple episodes ago. Um, Resistance, which is going to be a new animated show as well, that's going to be coming out. And the new live-action Star Wars series, which wow. I'm very interested in. And there's more news from that that came out this week. The new live-action Star Wars series has reportedly been given a budget of $100 million wow. for 10 episodes. So $10 million an episode. That's reported. But that gives it a lot of leeway to do whatever they want to make this thing really Star Wars. I mean, you know, they're not going to be... It sounds like they're not going to be cutting corners on right. it. So, uh, as you may or may not know, it's written and produced. It's going to be written and produced by John Favreau, who you know from uh, Iron Man. He wrote and uh, directed Iron Man, uh, the Jungle Book movie, the live-action Jungle Book. He did that. Uh, it's going to be a ten, like a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a ten-episode season. Uh, there's rumors that it might take place on Mandalore, which uh, you may know. You've seen it maybe in the Clone Wars. Uh, you may know the armor that Boba Fett wears is Mandalorian armor, right. uh, very famous armor. Uh, so that might be possible. Uh, they say they're going to probably use a lot of CGI and motion capture technology. That's why they had the big budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of similar to what uh, John Favreau did in the Jungle Book with motion capture oh, sure. for the various animals. Um, the budget, it's going to put it in the ballpark of some other big shows. Uh, Game of Thrones this season is uh, $15 million per episode. That, you know, I mean, that's a lot. Yes. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, which came out last year, CBS's platform was 8 to $8.5 million per episode. But the most expensive series that's going to be coming up here, I don't know if you've heard about this, is coming out on Amazon. It's going to be a series based on Lord of the Rings. Any guesses on what their budget is? It's going to be the most expensive television series of all time. Oh, I don't know. $20 million? $20 million for episode? <laughs> no, I think it's going to be more than that because their budget is reportedly $1 billion. No way. <laughs> So that's going to be interesting. But I, I'm just glad to see that uh, they're going full force into this and saying, look, you know, we're going to do this thing, Star Wars. Knock your socks off. Pay. We're going to yeah. give you, we're going to let you, we're going to pay for it. It's going to be cool, you know. So that's cool. That's awesome news. Yeah. So that's good news. That's uh, our stories of the week. Now, we're about to get to our tips, but we got an email from another listener of ours that had a question for us. And so before we get to our tips, this question I think would be a good as a tip out there. Unfortunately, we haven't talked enough about Disney Cruise Line. I've realized recently, well, at least this... Oh, that's so funny because my tips were about Disney Cruise Line. Good. Well, we'll go on to that after we get to his question. So uh, listener Ryan emailed us and said, first, really enjoy the podcast. I haven't listened... Yes, thank you very much. I haven't listened to all of them, so I apologize if you covered it already. Unfortunately, you probably haven't because we haven't talked nearly enough about Disney Cruise. Uh, but I'm a big fan of Disney Cruising. We're now preparing for our third cruise with Disney and our second aboard the Disney Wonder. My questions are really about the 2016 dry dock updates uh, to the Wonder since it had a slight overhaul since our last trip aboard. First of all, I'd love you to share anything that stands out for you post dry dock. And second, I was really wondering if Disney's update or excuse me, if Disney updated Animator's palette on the Wonder or the Magic to be as unique an experience as it is on the fantasy as far as interactive nature of the experience. In other words, do you have a little project to complete (laughs) before you're allowed to, and again, my notes are out of order here, uh, allowed to order dinner? I know it's kind of a surprise to many people, so I'm being vague. Good. We're we're going to be vague about that as well. Uh, Yes. Yeah, the it, answer, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> it does have that, and it's fantastic. And if you haven't been on a Disney cruise before, it's one of the most wonderful things you're ever going to experience at dinner. It's really fun. Yes. So, and, uh, and it's not a, on every voyage. Right. So If it's shorter ones, they don't always 
fit it in. Right. They, they usually have two different shows. Uh, by the way, if you, if you if you've been on the Fantasy or the Dream, they do uh, Turtle Talk with Crush as well. And there, you know, the their Crush will come to your table and talk to you. Unfortunately, they don't have that ability to do that on the uh, Magic and the Wonder just because of the way it, way it was built uh, back in you know. Gosh, so long ago, 20 years 1998. ago. 1998. Yeah, 20 and years 99. ago when the magic came out. Uh, so they weren't able to add that, but they have added the other elements that uh, we're speaking of in Animator's Palette. Right. And um, all their restaurants are wonderful. They're, you know, they're all themed. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we are planning to do an episode on, you know, with more in-depth information about the Disney cruise. Right. But um, Animator's Palette is a pretty special place. Right. He was also wondering uh, about the wonder and whether they added anything like the Muppets Midship uh, Detective Agency uh, to their older ships. Um, he said he had no idea. How much uh, my children would get into these treasure hunt type games. Recently visited Great Wolf Lodge, and uh, which uh, I don't know where else it is in the country. I think it's in a couple places, but I know they have one up in Anaheim, not far from Disneyland Resort. And they love the interactive treasure hunt there too. Unfortunately, no, because of the way that the ship was built so long ago, they didn't have the ability to add that. But there's always interactive stuff going on for the kids. If you go by uh, the cruise services desk, a lot of times they'll have some fun things you can do. There's, you know, out of the Oceaneer Lab and such, there's scavenger hunts that go on. There are ways that you can find for the kids to have a good time. Or you can kind of set out your own scavenger hunt, do your own thing. Yeah, absolutely. You have kind of your own fun. But uh, some other things that, uh, since we're talking about uh, what happened on the Wonder and their dry dock in 2016, by the way, they're going back into dry dock. It looks like uh, next year, next fall, after their Alaska season, there's apparently a 14-day space in their uh, schedule that's open. I believe that's going to be another dry dock. So I don't don't think they're going to be as major overhauls as we saw in 2016, but probably some sprucing up and maybe a couple changes here and there. But uh, some other things that happened if you haven't been on board, if you haven't uh, kept up with it, uh, Parrot Key was replaced by a much better restaurant, in our opinion. I think we enjoyed it when we went last year in October. Tiana's Place. Uh, which is really interactive. They they play a lot of jazz music. Uh, they you know the, the the feeling is kind of New Orleans. Tiana comes down yeah, and great characters and there. goes from table to table and greets the guests. Really a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and you know the the menu is also associated with that, which makes it nicer. Yeah, the 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 parrot key one was a was one of those in the rotation that after you've done it once, you're like, okay, maybe I don't need to do that one, and that might be Apollo night or right. something. Just never different. quite never quite hit it. Uh, Right. Frozen the Musical was added, if you didn't know that already. Uh, in the Oceaneer Club, they added Wandering Oaken's Trading Post, uh, which uh, they have... Uh, what the was it? Wandering oh, Oaken's oh. Trading Post, oh. which is, if you recall, from Frozen. That's right. Yes, <laughs> they've added that. Uh, Marvel Superhero Academy... Uh, Andy's room has a uh, completed slide, uh, Club Disney Junior. Uh, the Mickey pool, they changed uh, the, the, the slide a little bit. It's a right. bit bigger slide there. Uh, it's the Twist and Spout water slide, and they added Dory's Reef Splash Zone. They added the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. So if you want to splurge on you know, little girls uh, out there, Ryan, I know you have little girls. If you want to splurge <laughs> on them, there's the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Uh, they replaced the arcade. The arcade is no longer there. That is now the Edge Tween Club. And they changed a uh, couple of the bars at the adult areas at the front of the ship. It used to be Route 66. Now it's called After Hours, that area. They changed what used to be the sports bar into the Crown and Fib British Pub. It's uh, awesome. Yeah, which we enjoyed. Uh, also, they made the the other bar into Azure Nightclub. Uh, they also added a concierge. If you happen to be going concierge on the Wonder, uh, they actually have now created an actual concierge lounge. It used to be uh, that it was the concierge was kind of visiting your room. Now there's an actual lounge where you can go up and get water, sodas, right, the, the, the great coffee machine that they have there. Yes. Not that we've ever done it or anything, <laughs> but uh, I believe. And just a couple other um, kind of aesthetic changes. And they have a new chandelier and such. So cool stuff but yeah it was, it was a lot of great additions that they did during that dry dock because because we've been on that ship you mm-hmm. know multiple times the, before yeah and that's after. our favorite ship right. by the way the wonder is our favorite exactly and um so i think a lot of these upgrades that they put in there really did make it a more complete experience um mm-hmm. and it was fun that we had a chance to they do every once in a while an open house in the kids area that you can actually go in as an adult and explore and see what they had and so we got to drive a ship. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I, by the way, Ryan, I know what cruise you're going on. It's one of the longer cruises, and we've gone on one of the longer cruises out there. Um, it's great. Yes. Because, one, I, it's 
they open up the kids lab, <laughs> the Oceaneer lab, and everything to the adults on occasionally on time. And you can go in there and you can play around in some of that fun stuff as well. Yeah, they but have some really cool games. And all, I mean, it, it's really fun to be on those long cruises because they they also bring on like sometimes they'll bring on some Broadway performers. Like we had Susan Egan come on with us, and uh, Mandy Gonzalez who uh, is on ha- is doing Hamilton right now, but she was on In the Heights as well right. and a few other things and. Uh, they put on some great shows for us, as well as the always great uh, Disney shows that they have going on. Uh, really, the long cruises, if you get the chance to do them, some of the repositioning cruises, the transatlantic, right. the Panama Canal, some of those, jump on it because they're really cool. And sometimes you can get them for a better price than uh what you would get for like even just a right. three yeah, day or four. I mean, not the better price, but a better per day price than what you would right. get for a three or four day. So take advantage of that. There you go. So Ryan, I hope that helped you out. Of course, you can always contact us uh, if you want us to go over any tips that you uh, might need. If you have any questions for us, uh, I'll give you all the uh, information uh, again at the end of the show. But now we're well into this podcast, so we need to start wrapping things up. And we never wrap it up until we get our tips of the week. And that is always starts, ladies first, with Michelle. Well, thank you. So uh, it's so interesting that I was doing uh, plans already for the Disney cru- for Disney Cruise to be the topic of my tip for this podcast. So uh, it's just a, a you know me and my list. Yeah. So top three things, um, just important information. If you're considering a Disney cruise ship or you've recently booked a Disney cruise, so number one is on the first few days they are walking tours on the ship. So if you haven't been on mm-hmm. it, it's a great way to get your bearings, you know, of your temporary home away from home. And um, also, if you're an adult. Uh, you could opt for one of the art of theming tours that not only includes an overview of the ship, but it helps you get to see and appreciate some of the unique beauty um, that are that's in every corner of that ship oh, I mean, yeah. or, or any of their ships. You know, um, the second piece of advice is get to the show early. Great seats go quickly. Oh, very quickly. <laughs> you know, I mean, at least I, get somebody out there to save a couple seats right. or whatever, but get there quickly. And then the last thing is do not miss the sail away party. It really is one of the best on the seas. You know, Don't miss is, any of the parties right. that are on deck. That's true. All the parties are great. But I think a lot of times, you know, and especially if you've gone on other cruise ships, the sail away is kind of a meh. But this one is, and it's well worth it. Uh, whether you're a child or a child at heart, it's fun to do that. And it they, they carry it out well no matter what kind of weather because we've been in many different exper- That's true. weather experiences on on the ship so don't miss the sail away. And it really gets you. It gets your vacation going off the right way. And that's kind of what they do. They, they sell it as like, you're on vacation. It's so fun. Yes. It's really a good time. And yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, it's so much fun. And like I said, the, all the all the deck parties uh, get out there for the pirate party. If you're doing the uh, you know Star Wars Day at Sea, get out there for the Star Wars party. Uh, get out there for the Marvel party, the Frozen party, whatever it is. Uh, get out there. They are so much fun. Take advantage of those parties when you get a chance to. Great tip. Now on to my tip, and I'll go back to more traditional, boring old park <laughs> tip for not going to all, the parks. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a way that if you're going to spend, especially at the Walt Disney World Resort, how you might be able to cut the price of staying at some of the really nicer resorts when you're out there. And that is taking advantage, even if you're not a Disney Vacation Club member, of Disney Vacation Club points. How can you do that? You can do that by renting Vacation Club points from other owners. Uh, you don't need to be an owner. You can go out and find these people that they have some points that they're not going to be able to use up by the end of the year, and they will be willing to rent them for a fee. Sometimes it's a lot less than what you're going to pay for some of these resorts, and there's some of the nicer resorts, the Polynesian, uh, Bay Lake Towers at the Contemporary. Um, there's the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I mean, some of the bigger ones, the, the really nicer resorts out there, you can really save sometimes more than half of what it would cost if you were to go online to Disney and try and book those rooms right now. They had a comparison that DisneyTouristBlog.com gave. For example, if you agreed upon a price, $16 per point. Now, that's how Disney Vacation Clubs pay. They, they uh, Depending on the time of the year, if it's a weekend, weekday, the season, you go and you have a certain amount of points for the different resorts. Okay, so it's, you know, say that this resort needs 10 points a night for a studio or it's 16 points a night, whatever. So $16 per point that's needed for to do that. Uh, if Renty wants to book and stay, they compared it to the Animal Kingdom Lodge for December 1st 
through the 7th, 2019, that will require 60 points. What do we keep? So for that would for 16 points or $16 per point, that would be a total cost of $960, which is in holiday season, right. December, early December, but it's the holiday season. If you were to book that directly from DisneyWorld.com, this is what they say, that would cost that same room or a similar room to that at that resort right. would be $2,451.38. That's over 60% off by renting these points. Now, how can you rent these points? You can do it in a couple of ways. Sometimes uh, people do these uh, where they just go on, like, say, Disboard, some of the boards. You might be able to find it on Craigslist, some other places. And they'll just say, look, we've got these points. Uh, we're willing to rent them out. And you can work out. You can actually haggle with some of these owners right. as to what you want to pay for those points. Um, and then they will go on, and through their account, they will book the room for you and put it in your name. And you still get uh, all the regular stuff that you would get if you were going to resort. You get to book fast passes. You get to do all that stuff. Um, the other way to do it, and sometimes a little bit more reliable if something were to go sideways on you a little bit, is that there are some sites. I'm not going to tell you the sites here. If you want to know, you can find them online or you can ask us. Okay, but they, they don't advertise with us, so I'm not going to advertise for them. Right. But there are sites that handle this for the, the vacation club owners. Uh, tell them they want to give out these points, and then they put it out there, and they kind of broker the deal. Um, the difference in that is that you can't haggle with the price. The price is the price, pretty much. Uh, but you do have uh, a little bit better reliability if something should need to be, if you need to make some changes or whatever. Uh, and they also add some small fees, which is a little bit of a con uh, for it, as opposed to the pros. Um, other things to know if you want to do this, housekeeping for Disney Vacation Club members doesn't come every day. It's every four days, I believe, is what it is. Uh, so if that's not a problem for you, you know, no big deal, then that's okay. Uh, while DVC members staying at resorts on points currently don't have to pay for parking, if you're renting points and you're staying there, you do have to pay for parking. So just keep that in mind. when you go. Don't expect that you're getting free parking just because you're staying at a Disney Vacation Club uh, area. And uh, like I said before, you don't have total control of your reservation. can be difficult if you need to change things, add things on, you know, move names on the, the reservation or whatever. It can be more difficult. But if you're pretty sure locked into your dates that you want to stay and you find a resort you want to stay at, it might be worth it because I talked about what the savings are right. there. Take a look into it. It might be a way to really save a huge chunk of money on your vacation. Right. And even if you get a studio room, which is one of their smallest uh, vacation club rooms, uh, in, it, you know, in addition to being like a regular hotel, they do have an area that does have like a little refrigerator, kind of like a wet bar kind of thing. A little yeah. refrigerator. Microwave. Microwave. Full-on coffee pot. Um, kind of a small kitchenette type yeah, thing. Toaster. Right. And so, you know, it does have a little bit more convenience that if you're staying there, especially if you're staying there with kids, mm -hmm. that you'd have an ability to have some snacks and things there, uh, especially in the morning when getting up that, you know, you can do that in the room versus trying to run to mm -hmm. a, a you know, restaurant. Another way to save a little money. If you're sure. doing, if you go up to a full suite or a two bedroom suite, uh, they have a full kitchen in these rooms. Uh, so you can cook several meals there if you want to do it and they all, and that comes with everything pots pans plates uh, everything so, right. also those rooms come with a washer and dryer in the room yes. so that can save They're especially wonderful. if you're doing a long trip out there uh, you know you don't have to pack as much because you can do laundry as you're going through it so really advantageous so you know like i said if uh, before if you have any questions about these things feel free to talk with us uh you hit us up on uh social media hit us up on email i'll go over those in just a little bit here one last thing before we say goodbye here the chalk walk we're only a couple weeks away now so if you're thinking about taking part in it you want to sign up soon uh you can today again is august 12th sunday as of tomorrow august 13th late registration begins you can still register up until the day before the chalk walk however once you go to late registration uh you need to donate the full 95 dollars up front up until this point you could just kind of fundraise and get to that point but now if you're going to do it internet at this point you have to do it uh you have to do it now but i we suggest that you should do it i mean it's it's fun it's fun we talked about it a couple great. weeks ago if you want to check it out on our episode from a couple weeks ago we talked all about the chalk walk it's really great yeah, it is great. It's for a wonderful cause. Um, and again, if you haven't heard the podcast, we went into more detail with that. We actually had a, a guest from Chalkwalk to um, answer some of our questions right. with that. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, 
you know, it's if you have that opportunity to do it. If not, you can go to Chalk Walk and you can make a donation. Right. Any size, anything is appreciated. That's right. You can find uh, some run or some walkers out there to sponsor yourself. And by the way, we're going to be out there. I, we put Michelle up to be uh, our walker. our walker. So if you are looking for someone to sponsor, if you want to donate to the Children's Hospital of Orange County, look up Michelle. Her name is her name is Michelle Gibson on there. I'm we the can, only Michelle Gibson right. there. Uh, we'll send that out later this week on social media. So if you want to look for a link to, to find her and donate, but donate to any. There's there's teams out there you can donate to. There's other walkers you can donate to. Just however you want to do it. But more importantly, like I said, get out there. It's fun. You should do it. And if you're not doing it this year. Go do it next year. A lot of good. It's really a good time. Really a lot of fun, and we can't uh, recommend it high enough. That's right. So, that's it for this week. We had another long episode, nearly an hour here. So, let's wrap this thing up. Thanks for joining us again. Next week, as I said earlier, we are going to be talking about the actual D twenty three Expo. Tickets are going on sale for that in just a couple of weeks, and we're going to tell you exactly why. If you're a Disney fan, this is the thing that you need to go to. Right. We'll give you a lot more details. Well, we've done it. And so, you know, we look forward to sharing our experiences with you. Absolutely. So, again, thanks for joining us. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, on the web, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. You can email us. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we want to know where you're all uh, listening to us from. We want to get to know you better. Uh, We love you all. HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, in the future, you can find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. And please, please, please tell your friends about us. And even better yet, just give us a quick little review. It helps so much to try and bring some other people that are Disney fans just like you. Let's let them know that this podcast exists out there. Yes, and we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate those who have already listened and mm-hmm. have given have Our OG Hyperion Adventurers. That's right. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're finalizing our little gifty we're going to get out for the Hyperion Adventure, the OG Hyperion Adventurers. We're going to have some little surprise that's going to come into the mail to you. So please, 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 please email us. Let us know who you are. Let us know where you are. And uh, we will be getting those out to you. Again, that's cutting off on August 31st. August 31st. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We can't wait to join you again next week. I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope you have a magical week.